1: Oh happy day, oh happy day. I think somebody wrote a song about that, <laughs> but I won't start singing it. <laughs> I am happy to be back on the air tonight. I'm going to do my best not to take up too much time with my intro because I do have Miss Allison Romney that is um rejoined me to um give us uh, a part two is going to be sharing more with us tonight, and I'm very, very happy about that. Um, Those of you who missed her two weeks ago, you still have the opportunity to go to our show page and um, listen to the podcast from uh, two weeks ago. I believe that was the 20th. Yeah, that was March 20th. So you, so you, you know, you don't have to be upset that you that you missed out. It's still there, okay? That's one of the great things about Tokenet is that we have all this history. So I'm going to give you a brief intro tonight. I'm going to give you an opportunity to grab your tea, whatever tea that you might be drinking. Miss um, Allison and I will tell you what. Tea that we're going to be drinking. So here we go. Um, this is from the back of Miss Allison's book, A Day on the Farm Finding Hope in a Hopeless Situation. This true story chronicles life on a sheep and alpaca farm through a season of dramatic change. From the deepest, darkest, coldest, days of a severe midwestern winter to the warm summer days that bring unexpected visitors, you can experience the real-life happenings as told by a retired stockbroker who never dreamed she suddenly would be alone on a farm. The shocking reason her life changed becomes the start of an incredible faith journey where she learns firsthand about God's promises, his faithfulness, and the miracles he provides. Tonight, um, Allison and I are going to talk more about the miracles that God did in her life through a very difficult and troubling time. So, um, oh, I almost forgot to say, my hubby, He's back, he's with me, but um, because of some of our technical problems, (laughs) he's still not able to join us live like uh, I'm used to, but um, the Lord knows about it. We'll get it worked out, okay? So um, on that note, I'm going to say hello to Miss Allison. Hello, Diane. It is so good to be back with you today. Thank you. Thank you. It's good to have you back. We've and I am enjoying, tonight,
2: I, huh? I'm enjoying my tea here. What
1: are you drinking tonight? Tonight I chose my um, orange spice. It's just a mm-hmm. basic herbal tea that's an orange spice and it's a caffeine-free tea. And I've been loving it because I've been drinking it the last couple of days. <laughs> <laughs> How about yourself?
2: I actually had brewed some uh, licorice spice tea, wonderful, and it was so delicious. I drank it all before the show, and, I, <laughs> and so and it has just a little bit of caffeine, not much. And so mm-hmm. I actually now have golden chamomile blossoms uh, back to my Rishi Organic uh, tea selection that my daughter blessed me with. And okay. I am enjoying chamomile tea, so very calming, very relaxing, and, you know, God has filled me with a sense of peace in being with you tonight, and um, just so excited to share the many, many miracles that He brought into my life when I needed reassurance that I was not alone, and He showed me boldly that He was with me every step of the journey.
1: Mm, mm. Praise the Lord. God is good. He really mm-hmm. is good, people. We want you to uh, feel that and understand that tonight. I believe uh, Miss Allison being on the show with me is another way of the Lord reassuring you, Miss Allison, that you are not alone. And mm-hmm. me, that there's a reason for this platform. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So I, and and I, just okay. such an incredible need in our country and in the world today when people are confused about what's happening and what's going on and what can I, what can I count on, what can I believe in, mm-hmm. and it really boils down to something so simple and so true. It's believing in your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. He's the one who never failed us. Ever, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and that's what we need to hang on to is the hope that he brings into our lives.
1: Amen. Amen. I mean, um, we're, it seems like we're going to just kind of jump right in here. Um, with what you just said, I want people to really hear us tonight. You that are listening, there's a passage in the scripture that says, He that has an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying to the church. Well, I want you to hear tonight the heart of God. And I want you to know that you were born with a purpose and that you were born with a destiny. And we're going to see, even in some of Ms. Allison's story, how she set out with certain hopes and dreams and plans for her life that the Lord completely brought her full circle and brought her into what she 's doing now, and she didn 't have any idea that this was her actual heritage, this was something that her people before her mm-hmm. had done, so I've kind of set that up for you, Miss Allison. Do you want to yes tell yes. Us what I'm um, ta- tell them what i 'm talking about
2: <laughs> <laughs> when I found myself alone on this farm with these sheep and, you know, of course, I had minimal experience with sheep In I was around them as my husband took care of them, but I didn't provide the daily care for them. I got to go out and hold baby lambs and, and um, help with the shearing and then spin the wool into yarn and knit. And there, this familiarity, little did I know, my great-great-great-great-grandfather, who originally came to the United States, during this period of darkness, um, mm-hmm. I discovered that on the ship registry, when he landed in the port of Buffalo, uh, New York, that he listed his occupation as a shepherd. Mm-hmm. And I was so um, I I kind of had a smile at, at God and say, Wow, this is my heritage. My people were shepherds. And of course you think of, you know, shepherds in the field at night when Jesus was born and, you know, kind of this nomadic life that they lived. Um, but they had a very important job and then of course really understanding as I started taking care of the sheep and understanding how they work and the unique animals that they are. So many of the references in the Bible about Jesus being the Good Shepherd and we are His sheep and we we hear His voice and we know it um, was so reassuring to me because mm. that it's something that it's maybe hard to explain, but it's like again when you are searching for. What is happening in my life, especially when Mm -hmm. evil creeps in, and then you can see that God can turn that evil around for good. But who do I listen to? There's so much noise and clutter in the world today. Who is the voice that I want to listen to? Mm -hmm. And clearly it is the voice of my shepherd. It is the voice of Jesus Christ who guides me and through his word directs me and gives me everything that I need to know to move forward with his plans.
1: Mhm mhm So here you are in the midst of a, a a very troubling situation for those of you who did not listen last time Miss Allison learned very um, painfully that her former husband was involved with another man um, he was involved with a sexual relationship and she had no clue and they had dreams and aspirations and plans um, to run this farm together. And mm-hmm. because of this revelation, then she's, this, this farm is left in her lap. Mm-hmm. And now she has to learn how to run a farm, <laughs> how to um, not, necessarily survive because you were a go-getter. You were a go-getter, you had done the corporate thing, you had success in that, but now this is a whole new way of life. (laughs) God has blessed me with many gifts and
2: talents and career opportunities through my life, but nothing that really prepared me for handling livestock, Um, you know, and each, and if you just think about the physical thing, the the physical nature of this job was exhausting in and of itself. Um, You know, when I was first alone, there were about 80 pregnant ewes and lambs and rams and llamas and alpacas. Each ewe is 150 to 200 pounds. Each ram, these aren't puppies that you can pick up and carry. These are mm-hmm. animals mm-hmm. bigger than me. And, and, but once you get to know them and work with them, and it is so true, they, they hear your voice. They know your voice. Mm. And as the shepherd of this flock on the farm, they responded to me. And we developed this bond, you know, for me feeding them every day. And I'm sure I look to them like the lunch truck coming and, and so on. But, but, hey, it worked. And so once you kind of understand how they work, you can kind of work with them.
1: Okay. Okay. The first break is here, people. We will be back in a few.
0: Has the tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these.
3: Equipping the Saints Ministries. Our mission is to equip and mature the people God calls. To do the things they are called to do with confidence and boldness. To create soldiers for the army of the Lord and to impact our communities. We are home based in Waldorf, Maryland. If you would like more information, you may email us at etsministriesinc at gmail.com or write to us at ets. Post Office Box 72, Waldorf, Maryland, 20602. If you are not local, you may participate via conference calls, and we can make information available to you by email, E-T-S. The Story of Me a captivating and inspiring account of a woman able to overcome incest, physical abuse, abandonment, and neglect to find a second chance at happiness. It is a story for those who have been rejected, who have dreamt and fallen short, who have survived traumas such as molestation, rape, or incest. The Story of Me is very inspirational for those who may find themselves in Jones's story. You may purchase your copy of The Story of Me online at authorhouse.com, this show's host page, amazon.com, or any of the major bookstores. The Story of Me.
1: So I'm on the air. I'm talking with Miss Allison. We are talking about how her life is just suddenly turned upside down, and the last thing that she um, thought she would be doing would be running this farm of hers by herself. But little did she know before this all unfolded that this was... In her blood so to speak that this was Mm -hmm. that this was her heritage that this was her destiny and I want to point out the fact that sometimes when we think things are just really um, going bad for us that that can actually be the best thing to happen to us in the sense of God moving us towards our purpose moving us towards our destiny so um, let's pick up where you were talking about how the sheep actually got to know you. Mm-hmm. They recognized right. your voice. They responded to you. Let's let's talk more about that. I think on page 15 of your book I highlighted some notes because that just really touched me. Um, here on page 15, um, it was the night before... You were going okay. to take the lambs to the market? Correct.
2: Mm-hmm. Yes, and, um, of course, I didn't have a vehicle, and so I had arranged with um, the um, the butcher. Um, I had orders for the lambs, and people were waiting for their meat, and I had arranged for transportation to come and pick them up and, that, and uh, take them, and they had to get moved out because we were approaching lambing, and so I needed the space where they were contained to start delivering baby lambs. And mm-hmm. so the woman came, and um, I had to move them into the pen near where the truck would pull up, and, and we would load them. And it was very, it was very easy. Um, you know, I would, I would call them. I would get one, part, one typically a bottle lamb um, who knows me. Uh, would come and as soon as you get one to as soon as you get one sheep to follow you, they all follow you. Mm-hmm. Um, you could take them off a cliff and they would all just keep going. But anyway, so I got them in, loading up very quickly. And the next day, the the person came with the truck to help me load them up, and they immediately became skittish and frantic. And we had such a hard mm-hmm. time loading them. And at that point. I realized they sensed the strange person and they sensed danger um, and they just did not cooperate. They they were reluctant and so on. And at that point, I decided I would have to take them to market by myself. And so I had an old minivan with about 360,000 miles on it that had hauled mm-hmm. my son's drums around all through high school. And both kids took it to College and they had returned it because they got new vehicles. I took all the seats out of the back and it became my Lamb transport vehicle because that's what I had. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. here's this Toyota minivan. And after that point, I loaded them up and it was the most comforting, peaceful feeling to know that they were well cared for to the very, very last minute of their lives. They mm-hmm. were calm, they were peaceful, they were comfortable. And I, you know, I, really sensed that they um, trusted me and mm-hmm, looked mm-hmm. to me to guide them. And that's, that's the relationship I want with, with Jesus and that I have with Jesus, is I want to trust him um, to my very end, mm-hmm. um, to have mm-hmm. him guide me and protect me peacefully, confidently. Mm-hmm. We're all going to die at some point. And when we are in the arms of Jesus as our shepherd, carrying us to that final day, we have nothing to be afraid of. He already won the victory of eternal life for us. We can go in peace and comfort with his love and guidance. Um, Mm -hmm. There's so many analogies between, you know, Jesus the shepherd and my work here suddenly... Uh, having to be a reluctant shepherd um, and seeing the similarities to so many Bible passages that he talks about how we are his his sheep um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that the sheep yeah. always did what they were supposed to do they certainly looked for opportunities especially to escape and um, mm-hmm. I know we had talked about the book is about so many miracles that happened um, on this farm, and I really was reassured that God was with me and protecting me. And um, there was an incident where two nights in a row, 23 sheep. Now, I had a lot of sheep, and I, and I didn't even dawn on me until just recently when I look back at this, but 23 sheep got out. Is it coincidence that the psalm of the Good Shepherd is the 23rd psalm? Mm-hmm. Um, I think not.
1: Wow, wow. I <laughs> yeah. didn't think about that, yeah.
2: <laughs> I know, I didn't think about that at the time either. And then somebody uh-huh. pointed it out, and I'm like, oh my goodness, that is exactly, yes, only 23 sheep escaped. Um,
1: and the first Lord night that shepherd, they got out. Lord I shall not want, yes.
2: Exactly, exactly. Uh-huh. And so uh-huh. the first night that they got out happened, just happened to be on a Thursday night when the knitting ladies came to knit. And the um, alpacas were kind of uh, on alert and I was and they were looking toward the east and I'm like, what is going on? These animals are just wild. And so I went outside the door of the, of the yarn store and here was the single file of the 23 sheep heading toward the highway. And of course I had to try and redirect them and, and keep them out of traffic and um, despite my pleas to, calm the ladies down you just stay here and knit i've got to go get 23 sheep in they would have none of it and Mm -hmm. these are knitting is not a cardiac in you know you know (laughs) cardiovascular activity it's a very (laughs) sedentary activity and Mm -hmm. all of us that night were well over 50 years old Mm -hmm. and they they're like no we're going to help we're going to help and truly without their help i would have really struggled but they were sailing fences and chasing after the sheep. And, you know, once we got them ordered to it, I went and got a grain bucket, food truck shows up, they're going to follow the food. And so they were incredibly helpful. But I detail that in the, in, the, in the book about what happened that night. And then the very next, and so we got them in, I couldn't figure out where they got out. And then the next night um, they got out again and I was there alone, um, and it was getting to be dark, and I called one of my volunteers who lived about 15, 20 minutes away. Uh-huh. Coincidentally, I think not. I think God put them. They had just driven past the farm. They were less than a mile away from the farm when I called and asked them to come and help. Uh-huh. And they, uh-huh. were, they were there within minutes and yeah. helped me get uh-huh. the sheep back in. And when I the next day when I looked, I had to find out where they were getting out. And, again, it was the same 23 sheep that got out. Um, and I looked the entire perimeter. And here on the very far side of the farm at that point, I had 155 acres. And it was on the farthest point. Part of the fencing for their pasture had been ripped open wide enough you could have driven a truck through it. Hmm.
4: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: So I don't know how that happened, but I don't think it was something the sheep dismantled the fence and opened it wide. Um, Something happened to cut the wire and open it wide Mm
4: -hmm. to create
2: problems for me. Mm -hmm. And yet, despite that, God used the people around me to be there at the exact moment that those sheep got out to help me get them back in. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. once I could fix the fence, it didn't happen again. But the only two times that I had this mass exodus of 23 sheep and the second night, they were like all over the yard, around the house, grazing on the grass. Mm-hmm. That was a great time. <laughs> uh, who knew that help was a mile away? Mm-hmm. And God mm-hmm. is so good in mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. providing the help. He, I mean, the book is just full of miracle after miracle after miracle of mm-hmm. people showing up, being available at the exact time each crisis hit.
1: Um, I love, and that I love how, and, you, how you said on that, I'm looking at your passages here on 44, when and you say, I'm so incredibly thankful that God intervened to thwart some wicked, evil plan, and then you go on to say, when we are surrounded by darkness and evil and look to him for guidance, comfort, and help, he responds with an amazing light to shine on and in us. Mm -hmm. Um, Just beautiful. Just that is a miracle. That is a miracle Mm -hmm. that none of the sheep were harmed that you all were able None of to... the
2: people were harmed. None of the knitting ladies who jumped over the fences had <laughs> no ripped clothing, no bruises, no scratches, nothing. That's a miracle in and of
1: itself. <laughs> mhm. Mhm. Absolutely. <laughs> I did not want to interrupt your thought there. We have about uh, 2 minutes before we go into our break, so if you were if you were if I interrupted you I apologize. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, no that's okay there were okay. there were just so many miracles involved in those in those two days, and the passage that you read is so true. It's like God's light always overtakes the darkness. I mean, we might be in the darkest moment, but God's light is stronger. God's light is brighter, and it will shine on you and your life if you let him in
1: to help mm-hmm. you. Mhm. Now, the people, yes, I want you to really get this. This is a lady who's been on the farm, but now she has the full responsibility of the farm, okay? Mm. She's learning how to run Bob. Was that, was <laughs> that his name? <laughs> <laughs> what? Your, your, uh-uh. yeah. mm-hmm. Bob. Bob's learning how to run loader <laughs> tractor, this loader. She's learning how to lamb. You know, how, She's got pregnant lambs that, that have to be handled a certain way so that they can deliver their... Um, their little baby safely i mean (laughs) she's she's hurt and wounded herself because she's just discovered she's been betrayed and abandoned by her husband i mean my goodness there's just a lot going on here and then god just steps in and says i'm here (laughs) you're not alone i'm here more after the break (laughs)
0: Has the tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these.
3: (laughs) A black nurse. This narrative is about the struggles of being a black woman and a black professional in a society bound with racial and gender bias. She has hopes, dreams, needs, a purpose, and aspirations, but faces constant opposition to fulfilling these basic human requirements – like so many people of color before her, she achieves some measure of success but her success is minor compared to what she must do to achieve it. It's time for a change. Get your copy today from authorhouse.com this show's host page or any major book retailer like amazon.com A black nurse) <laughs>
1: And I'm really enjoying this talk with Miss Allison, as we discuss some of the miracles, the miraculous things that the Lord did for her at a very difficult time in her life. Um, and and I believe that this is just how God works. You know, this is just how He works. Some of you out there may be saying, you know, you've never experienced God. You've, you, does He does He exist? Is He real? Well, for those of us that know Him, we can tell you emphatically, yes, He is mm-hmm. real. And we can tell you why, because of the way that he's revealed himself to us in our lives. And some of the ways that he does it, you know, it may not mean anything to the next person, but it will mean so much to the individual, because he knows your specific language, your heart, your needs. And um, I want Miss Allison to talk to us about another experience um, in her book. She's... Um, afraid that she's going to lose one of her lamb that was uh, in the process of of giving birth. Um, So you want to talk to us about that?
2: Sure, yes. And and to kind of expand on what you were saying about, you know, God's miracles and knowing what we need and want, um, the miracles that I describe in the book really by human comprehension should not have ever happened. They just, it it wasn't, you know, if you've ever tried to arrange a surprise birthday party, somehow it just never goes off. So Mm -hmm. it's almost impossible to arrange the circumstances of what actually happened to help Mm -hmm. me with what I needed for at that time. And the Mm -hmm. situation with the lamb not only was such an incredible, astounding miracle and reassurance of God's presence in my life, but also to the vet clinic who helped to witness this. So what happened was I had um, a ewe that was in the process of delivering a lamb, and I went to check on them, and I saw the lamb was half out, and it was stuck. It was big. And typically when a lamb is born, they come out with their nose and their, their front, um, front hooves. And mm-hmm. so there was one leg out, one leg in, and the head was already out. And I couldn't get the lamb back in. I couldn't get the lamb out. And the, the mom was just screaming. The lamb looked dead. I was convinced the lamb was dead and mm. I was trying to save the mom and I could not move that lamb, couldn't get it delivered at all. Um, mm. There are lamb pullers, nothing worked. I called the vet clinic and the nice lady at the vet clinic said, I'm really sorry. And she can hear the, the mom is just screaming in pain. This is a, mm. and, and as a shepherd, you have an animal that is suffering tremendously mm. and
4: mm-hmm.
2: it's frantic. And the, vet, the, the lady at the vet clinic said, I don't have any vets available. They're all out on calls. And even when they are available, it'll be at least 20 minutes before they get to your farm. You, you know, I, I'll send somebody out there as soon as I can. Well, so here I am alone. I put a little sign up on the store, you know, back in 10 minutes, um, you know, so that people, you know, would know that I was there somewhere on the farm. So I ran up to the house, and we had a number of shepherding books. Okay, so think about how much time this is taking. So she can't help me. I run up to the house. I get a shepherding Mm -hmm. book. I look for the section on lambing difficulties, find the lambing difficulty that I am faced with, read the instructions, try to Mm -hmm. comprehend it, run back out to the barn, And basically it said that I needed to lay the mom down on her side. This is, um, you know, an animal that's about 200 pounds in Mm. extreme distress. I got out there, laid her down on her side um, and then to take the baby and turn it in a corkscrew fashion to release it from being stuck. Mm. I have never done this before. (laughs) We've never never had this lambing situation before ever happen. -hmm. And so I did it. The lamb came out, and I just laid it on the straw because I assumed it was dead. Well, the mom Mm -hmm. was so relieved, she immediately got up and started. Their natural instinct is to start licking the lamb. So Mm -hmm. she starts licking the lamb, and the lamb starts breathing. The Mm -hmm. lamb's alive. Mm -hmm. I'm ecstatic. So mm. they're they're doing well, and so I thought, oh, gosh, I have to call the vet clinic back and tell them not to send the vet because, and then I also gave the mom a, a shot of penicillin to prevent infection because of the, the stressful delivery and so on. So I called the vet clinic back, and the woman there is just cheering, me. and she's just like, I can't believe that all just happened. I just talked to you. Mm. And I'm like, mm. this had seemed like an hour had gone by. I Mm -hmm. hung up the phone, and I looked on my cell phone, and it was five minutes from when Mm -hmm. I had hung up the phone from her telling me that there were no vets available. Mm
4: -hmm.
2: I Mm -hmm. don't even know how it is humanly possible for me to have done everything that happened in five minutes.
1: That is Mm -hmm. a miracle. I I agree. (laughs) I agree. Wow! And the the lamb did great, the mom
2: did great, everybody Uh survived, and I sat there and I wept. Uh I sat in that barn and just wept and cried out to God and thanked Him. And I was in such awe at His power to help me, and I was like, wow, I'm going to get through this because... You are here. You are mm, here mm. with me every step of this journey. Mm. And that was such a turning point for me. And, of course, I went, then I had to go back to the store, you know, get cleaned up and, you know, and uh, go to the store and there were people waiting and, you know, they were wondering what happened and I told them. And they were just astounded mm. at what had happened. Um, right. So it was, it was incredible. It's incredible. And after I mean, that... Yeah, After that, right. I didn't have any more. I mean, yes, I had to deliver some lambs, but I didn't have any more, like, severe lambing difficulties like that one. It was so unique and so unusual. And, and talking in talking with other shepherds now, I don't know anybody else who has experienced that particular lambing difficulty. I mean, wow. in my mm-hmm. small rural area. Obviously, other people have. It was in the shepherding book. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. I wasn't right, the first right. one to have to deal with it. But certainly not a common thing um, that people would say. Oh, yeah, that happens all, you know, like triplets. Yep, lots of people have triplets, but mm-hmm. you know, with their sheep. So.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh my! I mean, I was touched by this story and um, and the mur- 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 the miracle of it, and how much it it touched you. You know, some mm-hmm. so many of us are just not sensitive. Um, to these types of things, and, and it probably is because of different backgrounds. You know, many of us, like myself, don't grow up with animals, don't grow up with this close to life, you know what I mean? And so there's a lot to learn mm-hmm. and experience from the things that, that God was walking you through, mm-hmm. um, I love how you said at the bottom of the page, um, God used me as a tool to help these beautiful creatures, and he needed to teach me something about his love for me. God can mm-hmm. do the impossible. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we need to learn to trust God to help us in impossible situations, right? <laughs>
2: Amen. Amen. And I, and I hear that a lot from people who are facing extreme difficulties and they try and figure it out themselves and well maybe if I you know and it's like you know what God's going to help you you know it's trust him to do the impossible um when I go around and 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 talk with different groups say how many of you have ever performed a miracle and I nobody has of course that's right because we can't if we expect miracles in our life the only way that we're going to get a miracle is to let God do it because he's the only Mm -hmm. giver of miracles around Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. that's how it happens so if you need a miracle pray and I mean I was praying to him every day for help and assistance and what are you trying to do with me and so on and he showed me in such a powerful way but his miracles aren't just for me they're not just for you they're for every believer he does Mm -hmm. miracles in people's lives all the time, we mm-hmm. just have to give him that power in our life to come in and take control. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Yielding can be a difficult thing, especially for people who have been um, traumatized by things like abandonment and rejection or sexual trauma, you know, divorce. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, yielding to the Lord can be difficult, but it's worth it people it's worth right. it if you can just abandon yourself in in his arms you know in in his care then he will see you through these these uh, valleys and and peaks in your life on um on page 31 you talk about how, and this was interesting, and I didn't think about this until today, how your ex-husband was the fifth generation of his family to live on this Mm -hmm. farm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Many of his relatives um, had issues with you having the farm because they felt like it's been in our family, it's something that he's supposed to do, you're not supposed to do. Um, But the way God confirmed his plan for you (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) when... You were facing opposition. Obviously, people didn't want you to stay on the farm. Didn't want to see you succeed. Um, you had to go to court. Mm-hmm. And it looks like that story uh, started on thirty-one and goes over to thirty-three.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You have to go to court now because you have to basically fight for, but you're not really fighting for. You're kind of like, Lord, your will. You know, I don't exactly. You know, I don't know how I'm going to do this, so...
2: (laughs) When I went to... I mean, I had assumed that I was not going to be able to stay on the farm. I had already Mm -hmm. started looking at other things to do because it wasn't my family farm. I mean, it, it very much was my family and my farm. I had been there for 10 years, but... It wasn't my my it wasn't my ancestors' farm. They may have been shepherds, mm-hmm. but not on this land that I was on at that time. And mm-hmm. so, Sophia and I um, had prayed that you know God, your will be done, and went to court. Um, and my attorney couldn't be there, and so uh, she I was had to represent myself. And then at the last minute, I started speaking, and the phone rang, and it was her, and the The process was, you can stay, but here are the terms of what you need to come up with. And it was an outrageous amount of rent that I needed to come up with and have a fully executed lease to rent the farmland within 10 days from the court date. I felt so (laughs) defeated. I felt so defeated when I left. Uh. And so got back to the farm, and Sophia and I prayed together and accepted whatever God's will is, and then the phone started ringing, and um, my now ex-husband's family members called and were cursing me and swearing at me and yelling at me how I didn't belong there, and I wasn't the one to leave. Hold that thought.
1: Hold that thought. I should have told you. We had a minute. I'm sorry. I was just listening. I was just
0: engrossed. Has the tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free with Minister Diane Jones.
3: And we'll be right back after these. Millions of people are sexually abused each and every day, not just by rape, child molesters, or pedophiles, but by choice and through lifestyle preferences. amazon.com and any major bookstore overcoming sexual abuse This is the Toginet Radio Network Radio with a cutting edge
0: Is there more living for you to do? Yes Start living inspired Be here for Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer Thursday afternoons at 4, 3pm central on Toginet.com. Tricia will dig deep at the topics that matter most to women, inspiring women to make a change in their own lives and to make a difference in the world, and maybe even deep within their own hearts. Start Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer, Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on TuggyNet.com.
4: Thank God I am free. I am free.
0: Welcome back to I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on TuggyNet.com show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal, it's what we're all about. It's I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on TogiNet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones.
1: Okay, we are back with the last segment of the hour. And, um... Miss Allison is uh, telling us how, how God confirmed confirmed for her that she in fact was supposed to be a farmer. <laughs> mm-hmm. How she is intended to have this farm, operate this farm. Um, you're facing opposition from your in-laws. They're telling you what
2: that I don't belong there, you know, Mm -hmm. that this is their heritage. Um, Mm -hmm. And it didn't matter to them that my husband left the farm. Um, He pretty much abandoned the situation Mm -hmm. um, and later found out that he really wasn't ever interested in farming um, but did it to appease his family. Mm -hmm. Um, But I didn't know any of that, that, and that wasn't the situation. I just wanted God to me and direct me and show me where to go, and so I came back from the court hearing with this incredible, um, you know, demand to come up with this huge amount of rent in 10 days, a fully executed lease, and prayed, and within hours got an email from somebody that I had never met, um, had never heard from, asking if the land was, if I had land available for rent and he was willing to pay me more than what the court Mm -hmm. ordered me to obtain in order to stay. And that was confirmation immediately Mm -hmm. that God wanted me to stay on this farm and Mm -hmm. that he would protect me and guide me. Um, I mean, that in itself was a miracle that, you know, Mm -hmm. an email within hours of when I needed to hear this. So Amen. so that's how I ended up staying um, or even, and then later in the book when I talk about having to refinance everything um, and I looked at the situation and thought, how am I ever going to get a loan? And I looked at the numbers and it's like, it doesn't even make sense how this is going to happen. And I called a good friend of mine. Um, we were stockbrokers together and, and I trust, she's a good Christian sister, um, and, I, and I trust her financial advice, and I called her and, and said, this doesn't make any sense to me. I don't know how I can afford to make the payments. And She said, y'all need to understand, this ain't your farm, and this is God's farm, and God can make the payments. Go to the bank. <laughs> you know, I love I, it. <laughs> I went I went to the bank and thought, okay, if I can get this loan, I guess I'm going to stay here. And um, wow. the banker leaned back, crossed his arms, and I thought he was going to say, are you crazy? <laughs> and he <laughs> said, I know your situation, and I'm I'm going to approve your loan right now. I'll send you an email confirmation that everything's approved. And if you have any trouble making those payments, you come in and talk to me and
1: I will help you. Mm, mm, Unbelievable! Mm, mm, mm. Unbelievable! <laughs> <laughs> but, but with God, nothing is impossible. <laughs> exactly, exactly. With God, <laughs> nothing is impossible. I was so inspired by this story. I mean, you're, you're mm-hmm. just seeing God over and over. Um, I was moved by your pain. I was moved by your suffering. <clears throat> I was angered by what the enemy can do in people's lives, but I was just inspired by what God can do in the midst of that.
2: Right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, his wonders never cease. Uh, it's just so incredible. Um, so, and that, and that truly was, you know, the the biggest lesson um, for me was that what the enemy means for suffering and pain and evil. God can turn around and use it for tremendous blessings. Mm -hmm. Um, And he certainly showed me firsthand how something meant for harm can be turned into something beautiful through his love Mm -hmm. for us, his children. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I'm transformed. People who have known me through this process look at me and they're like, you're a new person. You are completely transformed. How did this happen? Mm-hmm. And it's like it is only by the grace of God and his persistence in helping me to walk this difficult journey that I can turn my life over to him and say, I'm yours. Mm-hmm. Whatever you mm-hmm. have for me, I'm raising mm-hmm. my
1: hand. Send me. I will do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And people, we are not by any means trying to say that it's easy. I am not minimizing the the anguish and the suffering that Miss Allison uh, had to walk through. I mean, there were times that she prayed that the Lord would just end this all. <laughs> Lord, take yeah, me to we, heaven. Yeah, and we talked <laughs> about that two weeks ago.
2: Yes, and that and that's a really important contrast mm-hmm. to see how this all started. You know, I was. Um, ridiculed by my family, uh, abandoned by my family. I was, my situation was so humiliating and embarrassing. I was, you know, the talk of the town because of what my husband had done of the, you know, on the tongues of everybody with gossip. Um, people were betting against me being able to survive. Um, mm-hmm. and I, the humiliation and the shame and the shock of the betrayal, mm-hmm. um, Which, again, we talked about, you know, two weeks ago, was Mm -hmm. so overwhelming that I went to bed every single night. And when I look back at my prayer journal and read what I wrote on those really dark days, Mm -hmm. I prayed to wake up in heaven and not see the light of day the next day. Mm -hmm. I cried. At the end of the day, I would just fall apart and cry for hours before Mm -hmm. I fell asleep because I was in so much emotional pain, and people didn't understand um, what this was like because they they, had, they couldn't relate to it. They had no mm. idea. No, I didn't know anybody who had gone through this. Now I find out that, you know, 6 to 8% of Americans are sex addicts, and that means that there are 6 to 8 million partners of sex addicts, plus countless other family members affected by it. This is a Mm -hmm. deep, dark, dark world, Um, and the enemy does not want us to shine a light on it. And after everything that happened to me and the amazing miracles and this transformation that God provided for me in my life, I want that for everybody who has Mm -hmm. to suffer this way, because it is available for every single person Mm -hmm. who wants to walk Mm -hmm. with God. Reach out your hand, and and his is there waiting for you.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Mhm absolutely, absolutely. This is a message of tonight's show, people. We wanted to point you to a miracle working God, a miracle working father, a compassionate, good shepherd. His son Jesus is the great shepherd he is He is uh, greater than. Miss Allison and, and I'll tell you I <laughs> I say that jokingly. I had a two I agree. Like, I mean wow, she's <laughs> she's on the farm. She went from corporate America to farm America. I'm like, right. Wow, this is just amazing <laughs> Running a store. Um, just all the things in between it. It was just nothing but God. Nothing but God. You know, I know that you give him the glory. I certainly do too, but We serve a God. Allison and I, we serve a God who's a mighty good God. And Mm -hmm. you that are listening can have that same relationship with Him. So we've only got, oh, I don't know, maybe three minutes or so. So I want you to share any final thoughts that you might have for us. Um, Tell us how we can... Get your book, um, the value oh, yeah. log <laughs> and whatever yes, book, you want day to on the it. farm. Yeah, Day on the
2: Farm, Finding Hope in a Hopeless Situation. You can order it through my blog at allisonromney.com. You can order it through my um, publisher, Um or you can order it from Amazon. It does come in a Kindle version, so you can have it in five minutes. It's a quick read. I deliberately wrote it to be very succinct. In short, you can finish it in no more than a weekend. Um, it's, mm-hmm. it's not a huge time commitment. I wanted to have people get this sense of uh, amazing goodness that is there. And also, to I mean, you'll you laugh, you'll cry, you'll feel the pain and so on, but it's full of hope and inspiration. Mm -hmm. And I just Mm -hmm. want to finish because we are in the season of Lent right now, and the most amazing day is just a few weeks away. Mm -hmm. On Mm -hmm. April 16th, we'll be celebrating Easter, and Mm -hmm. that's when our Good Shepherd overcame death and darkness and the devil and rose again for Mm. our salvation so that we can have eternal glory with him. Mm -hmm. And I would encourage anybody, I know it's hard. I've been in that place where you don't even want to get out from under the covers unless you have to or Mm. walk out the door. Um, I would encourage you to step outside the door. If you have a place that you can go, a church in your community that you can just go and hear the word, if you don't open the Bible, read about the most amazing story ever, and that is the story of Christ's death and resurrection. That's Mm -hmm. our salvation, and that's Mm -hmm. the hope, and that's what I cling to um, as my good shepherd. Um, Mm -hmm. He's the one that I'm following. I'm just a sheep here.
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen, and I'm a sheep with you. 30 (laughs) seconds. Uh, Let's just say, Father, we thank you. For your precious Son, for him dying on the cross for us, providing us a way of escape, providing us with hope and salvation and restoration. We just pray for all those listening tonight that they will hear what your Spirit has been saying to them, that they will reach out their hands and they will grab hold of you and receive you as their Lord and Savior. We ask this in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for being with us. You're very welcome. Thanks for having me. We can do this again if we need to, okay?